0: Hello, everyone. Just before we get into this great podcast with Jess Miller, we just wanted to tell you about an announcement that we're really excited about that we've got coming on the 18th of May. We're doing our first ever obstacle course race OCR Um in the UK. We want, we're want we asking people, Tim, aren't we, to join us.
1: Yeah, a big part of what we want to be about at the School of Calisthenics is creating opportunities for us to get together and have some fun. So this is not a race, we're not competing with Jacko, Mike, because he can't help I'm himself. I'm always racing. However, for most of us will be going for a nice day out on the Tough Mudder <laughs> course, the Midlands event, the classic Tough Mudder on the 18th of May, and we would absolutely love it if you'd come and join us. We just want to get people together, go and get muddy, go and have a run around, have some drinks, hang out, it's an excuse you're to go and have a good time, basically. Have a bit of a play on some big kit that we might get electrocuted on. Exactly. And <laughs> but don't let, that, don't, don't let that put you off. And even if... Sure, it's not life-threatening voltage. It's definitely
0: not. Just a little sting. And um, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. For I've never done an OCR before, so I'm redefining my impossible. A few people have already signed up already and have said it's going to be their first one. We've partnered with Tough Mudder on this to bring you a, an, quite a very exclusive and decent deal that um, even if you don't like me and Tim and don't want to hang out with us you can um, you, you get a massive discount on it so I think without our discount it's like 124 pound plus booking fee or something like that um, with if you join our team it's only 80 pounds and you get a free exclusive scorecard it's, uh, it's OCR t-shirt for the event unless you're busy on that day you literally have no excuses maybe you don't live in the UK but it's in the center of the UK Still. so it's perfect for everybody so get your flights booked get your tickets booked but the link is on the um, on the in the show notes so you can get that or you can search on the website uh, in the shop and you can get yourself signed up and booked on that and we look forward to seeing you Redefine Your Impossible with us in the OCR doing it Team SOC style now let's enjoy the podcast here's Jess Merlot
2: (laughs)
1: Welcome back to School of Calisthenics with Tim and Jacko, and it is another playground session and we are super excited about this one because we've got a member of our amazing community to join us for a chat.
0: None other than Jess Merlot, who most of you will know from Instagram as Jessentrix, aka the Jessmeister, <laughs> which made
1: that up. she's not been called cool before, but, but she has now. you probably see a change of handle later on today. <laughs>
0: this it's a it's a fantastic we've, um, podcast where Jess is going to share um, an insight into what it was like for her getting into calisthenics. She's only really been doing calisthenics for a year, but it's come off the back of she's got two kids, uh, I think ten and seven. She said, and how she's got into sense why she got into sense how it's um, changed her perception of training and how she deals with her with her body and and, and a whole host of that. Jess started her journey with the school calisthenics way back, right. I think right from the beginning she had our free beginner's guide when that was the only thing we had and, and read some blogs and it's amazing to have heard. She's gone through that journey of um, trying to do her muscle up and she's redefined her impossible of that with the muscle up guide and now she is a fully fledged member of the virtual classroom too. So it's a pleasure to have her share her story on the podcast. And if you're
1: looking for a tool to support your training and all the resources which are going to help you to get your progression in calisthenics, go over and check out our virtual classroom. It's got everything in there that you want. You've got a approach to all the major movements, muscle-up, handstand, human flags. We've got a beginner's class in there if you're just starting out where you want to build some basic strength, workouts of the week. There's tons of information in there. So head over to the website, check it out, and we would love to see you in there. Yeah, You get to hang out with cool people
0: like me, Tim, Jess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that is worth checking out just by itself. So, without further ado, sit back, enjoy Jess Centric's on the School of Callisthenics Playground session.
0: so good morning australia it's Actually, a good evening i know it's, it's time <laughs> difference but we this is an exciting one for me and tim because we have um one of our students jess merlo if i'm pronouncing your surname right jess yes
2: correct yes, yeah right. and jess on not.
0: instagram jessentrics correct
2: yep. jess Entrix. yes
0: because uh, most people know each other by just purely their Instagram name, so yeah. sometimes when people come to introduce yeah. themselves to us, they go, "Oh, I'm like
1: Humble Dave Dad." Off, like, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I know you are. Yeah, entries welcome Jess. to the Playground Session. It's so good to have you. And we, like Jacko says, we're super excited because it's one of the things that's really important to us about the School of Calisthenics is engaging with other people who are doing awesome stuff and pushing training forwards and, yeah, just on the journey with us. So thanks for for spending
2: thanks.
0: some time with us. Thank you
2: for having me.
0: So I know a lot of um, a lot of our followers will already be following you and know you, but then there'll be you know there'll be people out there that are listening to this podcast. Maybe they're listening to podcast for the first time, or it's the first time they've come across to yourself. Um, so can you give us a little bit of a, an intro to yourself and your background into into sort of training background and how you've got to where uh, where you are now? Yeah,
2: sure. Well, I'm Jess, and I'm in Australia, Harvey uh, Bay. We're about four hours north of Queensland. Um, I have always trained, uh, always been in the gym, uh, but I started calisthenics, uh, full-time probably about a year ago, so, um, after I had my children, I started getting into yoga, and I just found that I wasn't strong enough, so headed back into the gym, uh, but what I found when I was in the gym, I was, uh, always training to a certain way, and I didn't get any enjoyment out of it, um, and... I started doing a bit of gymnastics, a bit of calisthenics. I was uh, at the gym, and I had a trainer say to me that you know, imagine if you focused your time on just one discipline, like how amazing you'd be. And that was about twelve months ago. So um, I dropped the gym. I still do my yoga, so I never actually dropped the yoga out. But um, I really dove first into my calisthenics, and it led me where I am now.
0: So how many uh, how many times, or how regularly do you do your yoga? Just out of interest.
2: Yeah, so I practice yoga probably well, almost every day, but I wouldn't call what I do, like yoga flow, you know, and see a lot of people doing their flows and everything. So I'll often just sit in front of the TV, um, do my shoulder opening, my hip opening, things like that. Um, yes. And then probably twice a week I'll dive like really deeply into my back bending, my headstand. Things like that. So I just found also that the older that I've got, it needs to be a lot more gentle on my back. Um, whereas three, four years ago, it was had like, to flip around and do all sorts of things. But yeah, I want my yoga to be more of a um, therapeutic thing now, not so much. Sure.
1: <laughs> I think your, your journey into calisthenics is, is quite similar to a lot of people's. We, we often find that uh, on our workshops that people have been engaged in yoga, they've been practicing for some time, but they've also then hit that kind of point where they realize actually to move on to some more advanced skills, I need to be stronger. What have yeah. you found as a result of your calisthenics training? What impact has that had on your yoga?
2: yeah i'm finding a lot of my hand balancing um that i one reason why i started building strength um, so like my pro poses and my one-arm balances and stuff have um, progressed really really fast um i'm even finding not that i do any plant training like you do but i do find that with yoga and calisthenics um, having that mind-body connection, I think that that's what helps me yeah. most, is that the both of them, you know, you've really got to be connected from head to toe in calisthenics yoga, and I find that that's probably really good I'm really join.
1: So, yeah. yeah. And it's not just hand balancing and back bends and something you've got some, like I've just seen you recently put up a post about your elbow levers, but you've got yes. muscle-up in the locker as well.
2: I am, yeah, I've got my slow negative muscle-up. Is that what you're asking? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so I've I've got one, one nice clean one.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) that's all you
2: need, isn't it? No, I'd like to get two or three. Um, Yeah, so my next goal obviously is progressing onto that to more of the faster muscle-ups. It's really strange because everyone says that it's actually harder to get that slow um, pulse grip muscle-up than what it is that explosive, but for me, I've... Found it easy compared to the explosive. And I, well, actually, I didn't because I've worked a lot of statics, like my elbow levers and stuff like that. So I've yeah. always held static holds, and that comes with yoga as well. So I think I neglected a bit of the explosive. Hour. So that's yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah. We
0: always talk about you get what you train for. So if you've done a yeah. lot more, yeah, uh, Statics, slow yeah. static stuff, yeah. you're good at doing that. And then the, but you'll yeah. get, you know, you've you've got um, you've obviously got a good training background, and you and you move yeah. well. I'm sure when you yeah. dedicate, if you want to, if you dedicate some time to some more explosive pulling work, it's gonna, yes. it's gonna come well, eventually. Yeah. yeah, and the
2: programs helping there with the bandaged pulls. <laughs> so that, that's that's yeah. my main focus at the moment. <laughs> so have you have you, yeah. have
0: you have you dipped into the, the bar muscle up class in the virtual classroom then?
2: In the virtual classroom, correct. And I also I bought the program before you had the virtual.
0: Ah uh, yes, yeah, so, yes, yes. You had the ebook yeah, already. So, but
2: yes, no. Um, when you released it, jumped straight on and went back to all the videos. So it's
1: very exciting. So just to recap, so what's on your what's on your training agenda at the moment? What are the things on a week to week? What are you you're currently working on?
2: Yeah, so I break my training up into, like, a push day, a pull day, and generally a core day. Um, and then the other days I focus on skills, so whether that be muscle-ups. Um, so I may have two full kind of sessions within the week if it's muscle-ups or if I'm doing a little bit of plants training, um, that would be my skills focused around the core in the back strengthening. And, yeah. And then I might have two or three play days.
0: <laughs> I was about to ask you. I was going to say, are you – are are you – are you dead strict and rigid? I was going to say, are you strict nah. and rigid with your routines, or do you have a lot of players? Yeah, I cool. look like
2: I'm strict and rigid. Like. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Look, like I say, I do try and dedicate, push the core, the core. Um, definitely, I love my core days. Um, really love my core workouts. But yeah, I do spend a lot of my training. So say if I want to find my back arches that I did. Spent two hours, you know, and just long rest periods, being gentle with myself until I worked it out. And I'm, I'm quite happy sometimes to do training like that. Um, where I am in Hali Bay, there is you no. Know, I've met two people that are interested in calisthenics, um, but there's no one teaching it. There's no one doing it. There's no one. It's all gyms, and so I have had to learn everything off of you guys <laughs> and online <your laughs> and, and uh, myself. so...
1: That's pretty cool. I liked how you talked about your play dates as if they were like guilty <laughs> pleasure. Like I shouldn't <laughs> be
2: doing it. Should be doing
1: sensible things in the, when I'm training. I, but
2: sometimes I hear people training and like, oh, well, I just played and have balanced all day.
1: <laughs> yeah, but and there's like, so I don't much value it's in play. it. Yeah, it is. I, I'm,
2: I'm joking. No, but what I classify as a play date is, is a workout.
1: And yeah. I like it. Yeah, we did those in the gym. I did one i was sort of trying to get a bit more intensity and consistency in my training. I need to just put a bit more graft in because I can sometimes get distracted by playing with skills. But we did one in the gym the other week and I was m- messing about with some handstand push-ups off a high box. And it, it's to me, that's play, but it, it, you, you, the, the neural nice. sort of the... The, the adaptation that you're going to get off the back of that is quite unique because it's, there's a bit of mental stuff in there that I'm working in ranges and positions that I haven't done before. So it's, it's play or is it high-level skill? And I think skill that's probably right. just um, it, the fact really that we're really having really fun bad. while we're doing it is, is kind of justifies it. It, it. That's right.
2: And I think when you play, uh, you're not so harsh on yourself, so you can actually, you know, laugh if you do fall out of it, or you know, you're not taking it as serious. So I guess that's why when I say play, it's you know, it's working it out, trying to figure out the movements and how
1: it feels. And, yeah. yeah, that's a really interesting point because if if we're sort of aiming for a set of, say, we're doing some, okay, you're going to start working towards your explosive power and your muscle ups, so you're going to start to try and go after some pretty specific reps and sets, and we're going to go right. If we're going to aim for some intensity work, we might be wanting to hit some specific numbers, so it could be pull ups with 5-10 kilos on. You're Aim for five reps. If you get to a point within rep or set three of a four or five um, set program and you can't hit those numbers it can get quite frustrating whereas you don't yeah. beat yourself yeah. up in the same way if it's playing you do one and or five yeah. it actually doesn't matter yeah. but yeah. i think there's having that freedom to not be always bound by reps and sets is actually yes. good because exercise science and research will say well, if you do 10 you get roughly this adaptation if you do five with this intensity you roughly get this but there is obviously that gray area between right. where going like if we're just playing and we're doing six or seven we're still dipping into some of that it's by no means a wasted session because it's not rigid and
0: structured i think the biggest thing was when you the way your face lit up and you laughed and you smiled when you just talked about your play session (laughs) let alone when you're doing it is that for me is a sign that like they're your they're potentially your best sessions Um, (laughs) in terms of like because what's 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 the whole What's the whole reason behind it? Like, why do you, why do you train? What do you love about training? What, why do you do it in the first place?
2: Um, well, that, that's a bit. I did start training um, due to some medical reasons. After I had the children and um, from there, once I So found, how many, cho-
0: how many about, children have you had?
2: I have, t- have two children, uh, two. 10 and seven, yeah. So, you know, that was a long time ago now, but it was the main reasons why I started very Um But yeah, I think when I found calisthenics, I no longer was training to look a certain way. I was now training to beat you know, different moves or different things. Um, literally, we get heavier weight in my pull ups. So, training now becomes um, like a therapy, I guess, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I don't go to the gym to build muscle or I don't do it to look a certain way at all. I do it because I love it. And yeah, I love the challenge.
1: And the irony of that is that if you train having fun, intensity, it's something that you enjoy, therefore can do consistently, you yeah. actually get the physique that you want anyway, I find. That, that's
2: I think. exactly, I, I, that's what I try to say to people is that I think once you get rid of that sort of you know, mindset that you have to train to, I mean, we all want to look a certain way. I'm not saying that that's not relevant to training, because you we know, yeah. do go into training for that. But I think once my goals changed from the way I looked to performance goals, that's when my training just went next level yeah
1: where would you say that's at well let's talk about body image a bit because it's a, it's a, it's an interesting topic and something that we, we've obviously jack and i are keen to talk about and, and just verbalize because it's something which to some extent flies underneath the radar of what social media and people portray on social media um what do you what are your feelings around being involved in fitness in a number of different forms of training in, in a, from a female's perspective where is it kind of Body image conversation app because I think there's been a lot of changes from a male perspective. I'm just I'm interested in in what your kind of experiences are around that.
2: Yeah, look, I do find conversations that happen with other people. um, Their mindset is still on about looking a certain way, and I try to uh, encourage people that if they can stop stepping on the scales or stop looking at the way they actually look and start looking at how they feel. um, That has, I think, a bigger impact on who you are as a person. Um, You know, I have like a lot of people say to me you know i don't like people saying that i have a perfect body because you know i'm a female and i like to look at it and um you know i I do compare myself to other people but um it's very very easy to be a victim of yeah body image and uh yeah that online comparison
1: yeah i think you've got a um for people can go and excuse me you can go and check out your your instagram profile you've got a great physique and i think it is really interesting that in in where people's conversations are and the sort of attention you can receive and and i'm sure you went, mommy saying we we spoke about it briefly before we started that you have had a little bit of sort of negativity directed your way And and i think we don't need to go into the detail of that but it's 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 hurtful from that perspective because you're just trying to do what you're doing, and, and like I say, you're not focused on, on trying to look a certain way. You're you're just doing what you want to do from your training perspective. But someone yeah. told me in early days when I was um, when I was getting into strength and conditioning that when you're when you're at the top, somebody always wants to bring you down. And I think that's so much around where some of the, the conversation from social gets driven from. Is okay. Yeah. The, it, people are entitled to their own opinions, but it's, it, I don't think it's necessary all the time for them to be to be that's verbalized right. and, and directed yeah. at somebody who's living. In their life and get enjoyment out of the way that they look and feel and as long as it's healthy then and even yeah. if it's not healthy like just calling them out and being negative is probably not the right well is not the right way to go about it but it's just yeah it's it's a it's a, it's a funny landscape and i think instagram and, and our social media platforms are promoting Well, they give people a platform to promote a message but it's not always backed up with the, the right sort of um humility and probably that's empathy true. i think maybe yeah
2: that's right And, look, I do – I will admit that um, being a victim of that negative feedback, you know, even six months on, I do still get quite self-conscious before I post a video or a photo, um, which I I shouldn't. I work very hard for what I do. Uh, But, yeah, you know, I've been criticized for my small hips, my small legs. I have very skinny legs. I thank my dad for that no matter how much training I do. But, uh, you know, from my broad shoulders, you know, it – the comments were and can be quite harsh and it does make you feel like well why do i expose myself online um but then for every negative comment you might have five or ten really nice comments and you've got to try and look at those um, and realize that you are inspiring other people um, whether it's small large medium uh, and try and block out those negatives but yeah you know, like i say having young children uh, and seeing you know even on advertisements and in, in your papers and magazines it's it's sort of everywhere whole body image yeah mm. yeah
0: well i, I think,
2: think not, Yeah, go sorry
0: you 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 will 100% be um, Inspiring people from what they see you being able to do and then when they because the other thing and this keeps coming up in conversations with people when yeah. we're, we're quite a bit on um on podcasts where uh, you'll say someone someone will see your instagram profile as an example mm-hmm. and they'll think that you're how you know they'll they'll have an, a misconception that you haven't got two kids and yeah, yes, you've been yeah. doing you've been training um gymnastics since you're this years old or whatever. Yeah. And actually, to I love um I love it when we get the opportunity to to hear people's background so. stories and hear a bit more on that, then we'll make it even more inspiring. Oh, and
2: inspiring. I yeah. think the
0: whole the mm. whole body image thing is such a. It's so interesting that for whatever, um, wherever you're at, you talk about small legs. Like we we joke about We both got we both got really really small non-existent calves as an example. And like when I played rugby, we tra- I, we trained legs way more than we trained um, upper body. But I still had tiny calves. And um, I think it's it's funny how even we we did a podcast with. Um, psy monster which i don't think will have been will have gone out yet even when this goes live um that he's like probably one of the greatest people at calisthenics and that sort of stuff in the world that i've seen And he said he gets people still saying to him what oh, do you scoop leg day and I, yeah. <laughs> I think some of the times no matter what you're doing there will always be um someone that doesn't doesn't agree or a lot of the time those negative comments will come from a place of their own insecurity and they might they might that, that might be trying to make themselves feel better by making that so you know if someone says oh your your broad your shoulders quite broad your shoulders are too big for a girl and then but then there's but there's someone else that thinks they're amazing or there's someone else that thinks they're too small and it's like yeah. actually who's the only person's opinion that matters um, is yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I and
2: I Completely agree with what you're saying, and I think you know being the in the firing line when you when I first exposed myself on social media about a year and a half, two years ago, when it all started happening, uh, it was really really hard to deal with. I guess uh, in my own mindset, I haven't quite come to terms with who I was, and you're still sort of working through all of that. Um, but I think the further on you go, and the more you accept yourself, accept that you love your training regardless, and you're doing it for you, not for anyone else. Like I do it for me, I do it for my kids, I do it for my future career. Those opinions yeah. don't matter as much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I yeah I it's think a the lot truth. The tru-
0: yeah. yeah, the truth of the truth of that is is very real. The reality of that is different. It's that totally different I'm no different. 100%. If someone if yeah. someone puts a comment I'm, yeah. I'm on on one of our posts saying oh, Jackie, you look like a white knob, or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> like, depending don't. on what it is,
2: <laughs> I'll get
0: I'll be like, I'll be like devastated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just I'm do, a little bit stuff. pathetic.
2: And I think, you yeah. I guess it makes it a lot easier for me when I have conversations with people to relate a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I don't think people understand coming uh, from a really small frame that you cough just as much as what you would from a bigger frame. Um, yeah. I, I find that that is really not spoken about, about how being slim and, you know, I eat so much food and I cannot yeah. put on weight. So it's just my metabolism, so who I am. But I don't think people understand how hard that is. Uh, mm. how,
0: well. how tall are you jess that uh, 165 interest.
2: centimeters and
0: okay. what's that in old money what's what's We're that about that's i know what that is Jack i know what like, i am in centimeters but i don't know what any other well, centimeters think about are about yours feet. And take off jess's and you have roughly the height difference that you're well, now to so then. i'm trying to take 20 centimeters off yeah five foot ten but i don't know what 20 centimeters minus so like 180, 180. <laughs> yeah yeah right here Okay. The size your head. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, let's move on a little bit because i think
1: that we could get bogged down in the body image, stuff yeah. and yes, like, yes. know, we've talked um, a lot about that and, and i don't want people to think that i've brought this up because we've got a female on because no. we've, spe- we've spoken no. very openly about it from a male perspective and and, and yeah. my issues about how i look and how i feel but i just think it's an important thing that we verbalize because there are going to be people out there that are putting stuff and exposing themselves or, or showcasing mm-hmm. what they can do on social media they're, they're potentially going to get something and just to to know that we've also been through it and that actually it hurts, but if you can push through it, it, I actually think in some ways it it makes us better and makes us more confident in who we are if you can process it in the right way. And And you have to do, as you say, Focus on the positives and just ignore those people that are negative. We can't please everybody, and if we are pleasing everybody, we're probably not doing of anything of any yeah. real value right. it's for ourselves and for others. So, yeah it's um, good for us as well to have a female perspective on yeah. that. Yeah, and if you it, talk to wow, a lot of wow. guys in calisthenics, yeah. it's easy and, and like guys. Yeah, it's yeah. I think you know, it's, yeah, it is just as hard for the male side. But I,
2: I completely agree with you that I think it's different um, from the female to the male in what you sort of receive. Um, yeah. whereas I, I find that's more tactful towards women. Yeah
1: yeah I think the interesting thing maybe the difference that I had in my mind is that body image for females has been on the agenda has been on a conversation for a long time I think yeah. the male body image has come up more recently oh, in more right, the last sort of totally 10 right. years yeah. Um, yeah. and we're now we've got both males and females having problems with body image yeah. and yeah. what yeah. that looks like from and the social is just intensifying that conversation
2: yeah
1: <clears throat> one thing I want to talk about Jess I love the post that you put up this week with a quote and <coughs> it says the master was a beginning who, who was a, sorry the master was a <coughs> beginner who kept on beginning and yeah. I I think calisthenics is almost the purest form of that because whenever you get good at one thing, you are a yep. beginner when you go and try and start the next level. Good. And one thing is in our community is we have a lot of a lot of girls who are enjoy, enjoying calisthenics. They've come from a very variety of different training backgrounds. But the one thing which is quite common is strength development and getting strong. Now you've done some some really great work in that area. What advice have you got for girls that are getting into calisthenics but strength is is a struggle or it feels difficult to do things like pipe push ups or even into some of your pulling training? What have you learned? What can you share? What knowledge bombs have you got for, for others that are gonna encourage them to just to, to push into their strength push development?
2: Yeah, um, so again doing a lot of my training on my own, I hit a lot of barriers, so I do understand what it feels like to hit a wall and want to give up um, what I found with calisthenics is that there is always a progression and there's always a regression, and I think if you really, really love something and you really want it, um, I remember seeing a girl online uh, doing I think she did like 12 or 13 pull-ups it was the first time I've ever seen a woman do something like it and that was my goal, uh, so I trained, um, you know, from Way, way, way down, 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 and I guess sort of when I started calisthenics, I had to lose my ego a lot um, because (laughs) I think think you can think that you can do something, and I often look back on some of my videos, which you know it's part of the journey. But I do giggle at myself because I did have a bit of an ego. I thought that's really cool, but you know, yeah, I think you just have to follow a a program, follow your goals, like set goals. That that was the biggest thing I wish I did at the start um, and it's something that i don't really really head on into now um, so anyone that wants to feel strength i think is possible um, i didn't really talk about it but i had two uh, cesareans and i tore my abdominal muscles with my children so for me to engage my core was impossible and it took me a long, long time to even learn how to do it properly and i spent days and days and days and i think if you want something I think I put a quote up recently as well that it's motivation is what gets you started, but it's the determination. And I think you have to have that determination mm. to continue
1: pushing through. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. And I, I phrased the question intentionally from, from a female perspective yeah. because I, was, I kind of figured what you're going to, where the answer might go. <coughs> it's exactly the same for guys, that like the difference yeah. is is zero like it. we talk about
0: leaving the ego at the door yeah, like, oh, yeah. exactly callous. yeah we, we were exactly the same thought it was pretty we were pretty strong and then yeah. when you first yeah. start out you just yeah it's yeah. just ridiculous and I, I think
2: actually one thing um from my own training that i can give advice to people is don't try and cut corners <laughs> because they yeah. always come back um i found that with a, a bit of especially when i came to class. so you know my pulling strength is you yeah, know very good, and I'm very happy with my point strength, but I avoided explosive count so it was hard. Uh, so now I've hit this point where I have the strength to do the muscle ups I technically should be able to do them but because I avoided that explosive power I've had to bring myself back a little bit and go okay I need to work on that yeah. so I think if you you know you really do just follow your goals and set your plans and get and to have points
0: <laughs> well I think that's what it's diff, It's really hard depending on your personality type it can be really difficult yeah. not to you know we might be in a lot of the time we're in quite a rush to try and reach those goals and, and what not yeah. and um and we, mm. it's easy. It's much easier to, tr- to cut a corner, not necessarily intentionally, but just out of like trying to yeah. overreach. And yeah. one yeah, of the a great things,
2: exercise. yeah, exactly.
0: And I think one of the great things about calisthenics has definitely taught me, and I think is a is a great tool as as part of training. That because if you cut corners, it will come back and bite you on the bum. After a while, that keeps happening, and you realise exactly what you said you realise yeah. I need to start, stop cutting these scores yeah. because otherwise they're actually going to stop me from um, reaching the goal I want to do and the, and the the important part of that for me is not necessarily being able to achieve the goal it's that you're your approach to training is going to be uh, far uh, better more improved Um, you're not going to have um, either strength or movement like uh, discrepancies or or missing parts to like your movements you're not going to be one dimensional you're not going to be just strong in a certain plane because you're actually having you're taking a very meticulous approach to your training it just forces you to do that whether you want to do it or not Um, which i think is a great thing about or i've experienced is a great thing about calisthenics yeah, he's being prepared to take the long way, long way around, isn't it? Sometimes mm. you, you, you've you got to, you can yeah. see
1: what you can think looks like a more direct route. Like when we yeah. first started to learn to handstand, Jacko just looked at the end result and went, well, it's a handstand. Yeah. Tim's messing about with his frog stand progressions. I'm just going to kick right. up and get to the end point. And then yeah. after about six months of that, he looked at where I was and, and looked at where he was
0: and went, all right, I need oh. to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually started again. Probably, wasn't yeah. it probably after about a year I started again. But, yeah, but in all that, you do learn, you do
2: learn things next. Oh, uh, yeah corners and, and you figure out why you cut them and um yeah i think it's a hard time, but i think
1: it helps with that ego management moving forward yeah. because you, you start on a next advanced skill and, and like say for example i wanted to work on a one-arm pull-up i could probably pick a really hard progression that feels like it's this close to the thing but actually what i need to do is go and upgrade my basic level of strength before i even think about messing about with some progressions that are, yeah. are more like a single arm pull-up and i know that now because you've invested so much time in other things in the past that haven't reaped the dividends, I go, actually, the mm. fastest way for me to get this is to do what probably feels like the slowest. Yeah. hardest thing but it's going to like celebrate my gains later down the line yeah. rather than just trying to do this specific thing for the next 12 months and not get anywhere
0: yeah I think and when we when we started all these things the word impossible has come up a couple of times but yes. literally yes. all these things very impossible to us and that's why that phrase redefining impossible came out of the the fact of yep. of that and what was yeah, if I'm what was fi- honesty?
2: yeah well if I it wasn't until I found you guys and started um, watching a lot of your videos and reading a lot of your online content so actually people read a lot of your did you just have blogs online i think yeah, we've that's really nice before what he's actually Put other stuff out and it was the redefining the yeah, impossible and as i started reading that, i had cut so many corners here look i will be honest i had a little bit of a cry because it was a bit of a realization that my ego and everything else had taken over <laughs> um but i will admit like once i sort of went back, you know what this is what i want and these are my goals that i want so i need to start not that i had to start everything back from scratch but just little things about you know you grip and the way you held the bar just little things to fine tune things that you don't think of when you first start, and I think that they are actually really, really important
0: later yeah. on. So, and what? So, what felt? What sort of felt impossible? What? What? What was one of your first impossibles that you remember? Yeah. You can still remember the day it felt impossible, but now you can do it. What's? What's one? Yeah.
2: Of, what's, um, so, it was more my push strength. So when I first got into, obviously, calisthenics, watching that pull-up video, that was the main focus of my training. So I focused a lot on pull, uh, and it was when I started getting into the pipe push-ups and, you know, a lot of that more advanced push-up work because you know, my push day. I didn't even know to do push I did a few dips, and I might you know, add 10 kilos to look cool, um, but I never actually trained my push-up uh, workout. So I think that once I started uh, and it was around the muscle ups as well, so the straight bar dips, lowering down, you know, to the chest and pulling back. I, I really struggled, and I had to go fly back and really, really strengthen my push training and my push movements. So.
1: Yeah. I think people get a bit of a rude awakening when they start doing things like pipe push-ups with bodyweight exercises <laughs> yeah. because it's very different yeah. <laughs> to sitting and doing a shoulder press with a five kilo dumbbell. And all of a sudden, you go, oh, "Actually, this is vertical pushing strength for pushing. a lot of people." Yeah. But um, is is it's one of those ones that takes a little bit of of time yeah, and course. resilience. Yeah. yeah. And what's what is it moving forwards now? What is the next impossible? What have you got your eye on that I think from your mindset from talking to you, you probably know you can do it. You've got that you've got that theme, that, that goal. But for me, it's my plunge. I know that I think I said to Jacko yesterday, actually, I said I think I'm gonna be able to do it. It still feels impossible, but I have belief in myself and able to so, to do it. Have you got anything that's that kind of sits yeah, like that with so you? So
2: I would um I got in the ideal dream world, I'd love to planch as well, um, but I am actually just aiming towards a really, really good tuck planch uh, with my hips quite high. Uh, so I'm not even worried about the straddle, I'm not worried about any of that, but if I can actually hold uh, a really good formal tough planche, that, that's what I'm working on. So, yes. Yeah, straight up. And then when you get that,
1: you're out. gonna be like, do you know what? Oh, yeah. The <laughs> straddle feels <laughs> like yes, it's realistic now. <laughs> i like, that, like, that, that's just the real possible at the
2: moment. So if I get to there, then I'll re reassess my
1: straddle's Um, badass like jacko says it looks great like it's full planche is nice and and anyone who knows anything about hand balance and training will know that actually to get that it's just an it's almost like an expression of you've got to a certain
0: level but the the straddle is actually probably from a visual perspective yeah i think visually it looks yeah i don't know it makes a nice uh it's a nice shape something about it Yeah. yeah um which is weird because you would i don't feel like that about a front lever I yeah. don't feel that a okay. straddled front lever looks. Yeah, no, I
2: agree. That, uh, yeah.
0: But it's but it should. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm. Um, my my sort of last question, Jess, for you was yeah. um, just around. You touched on a little bit about reading the blogs, monop. Was um, just how did you um, how did you come about the scorecast analytics? How did you find us, and what was what was that like? And how did we actually? Um, how did it help in that journey of like had you started doing calisthenics or did you just, yeah so I was you... already
2: yep yeah, I was already in calisthenics so I've been in calisthenics for about six months um, and like I say being up here there's no training there's, there's really no one uh, personal that I could have turned to well, I mean there's a lot of people I can turn to but as far yeah. as my training went uh, so, the more and more that I started researching online, because, like I say, it did become a passion. It became become a little bit of an addiction in a sense, but I yeah. wanted to do the best I could do in it. Uh, so, in all my readings, uh, like I say, one of your blog posts come up and then from there, found you guys on Instagram. Uh, and I think, in all honesty, what I love about you is that you're just so personal and you're real. Uh, coming back to like all that body image and everything, I think social media is so, free. not fake, Um, But there can be a lot of you know stuff online that's not real. And what I really like about you guys is that you're real. You always reply to messages, you send me funny videos, and it's not just me. You know, you did it to Scott before you even knew he was my husband, and you do it to other people. We we all see it. Um, And I think the way you explain your training is On our level, you know, that we can actually understand what you're saying, and it's not like you're talking down to us as if he's our superior or having an ego, you're, you're with us in your training,
0: and that's yeah, that's what I love. That's, that's, cool. that's cool, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, because we, 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 when we started, we like the first, um, when the school, when we sort of launched the the website and the and launched us the Schoolcast, I guess, officially was, um. January 2016, and we had a we had our free beginners guide. That's all we had. We didn't have anything else. In some yeah, blog posts. I actually, think um,
2: that's what I downloaded.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, things have come a long way since then. But we, we, <laughs> we, well, one of the things, one of the things that we sort of um, said about that and has always stayed true was that we wanted to. We we got inspired. We saw some videos of um, you know the, the, your Frank Madrano's and that type of thing, yeah. and, and was like, "Crikey, I'd like to be able to do just ten percent of that or whatever, you know." Um, and but then knew that literally, like how difficult it is to get started. And what we wanted to do was be uh, be able to give people tools to be able to get started and enjoy the, the the side, all the things of callisthenics that we've all just talked about in in um, in this podcast already. And. We remember exactly still what it was like to be a beginner, um, yeah. and and we don't see ourselves as anything anything different. And it's just it's yeah. it's a real privilege to be able to just be part of other people's journeys and being able yeah. to help sort of along that way. Um, and I think
2: that that's what um, I found with calisthenics as well. The people that I am starting to make connections with down Brisbane yeah. and the Gold Coast and things is that there's no one better than you, um, that everyone was there to help you get to that next level and that I think is what I love about the Calisthenics community, is that it's very, very real. We all know it's hard, but we're all there to help each other achieve it. Because I
1: think we all know what the feeling's like when we get so, yeah. Yeah. You know, we it. it. Yeah, we definitely found the same To go to the park or go to the gym and, and see someone else doing calisthenics, it was a very easy conversation yeah. whereas the amount of times that I'd walk up to the biggest dude in the gym with who squ- <laughs> was on the squat rack with 200 kilos and ask you if he's got any tips is probably yeah. none.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is. It's for some reason about calisthenics, it's almost like, oh, you're doing calisthenics? You're like, what are you working on? Like, yeah. it's almost, that's yeah. probably the first question I'd think of, of yeah. having with somebody whereas yeah. you say you, you'd never go to someone at, that's squatting in the gym and go yeah. uh, what yeah. are you working on just they'll be like I'm squatting, <laughs> squatting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. do you mind if I set that up so I can do human flagging between yourself <laughs> <laughs> but it is you know it, it's just fun and I, Leah my daughter one
2: of her teacher actually
1: she um, watches a lot of my stuff online and forever every time I go in there I'll watch you and say hey and it
2: <laughs> is it gives people a little bit of I guess motivation doesn't it because yeah. i I try that so yeah, for
1: sure. Jess, that's been amazing. Like so much good stuff in there and I'm sure that it, this is going to go out and, and it's going to inspire other people and give other people confidence to push on with their training and um, to take that, that motivation from... And hopefully they'll come and they'll head over and they'll, they'll find you on, on Instagram. We'll put your, 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 your links into where people can see your social media posts as well. Um, so yeah, if anyone's listening, go and check Jess out. She's like inspiring to me and Jacko's and and I'm sure everybody else is going to get the same motivation from it. Yep.
0: So Jess, if somebody... Uh, was had seen sort of looking at our stuff and they're they're thinking about joining the virtual classroom. You've, you've been in there for a little while Mm -hmm. now. Um, what would you what would you say about the virtual classroom and, and what would you say to somebody thinking about whether they want to join that and join the community and, and sort of get involved in some of the classrooms?
2: And I think you said it um, just then it is a community and I think especially when you're on a calisthenics journey to be part of a community. I think everyone wants to feel part of a community and um, in your virtual classroom it is a community and everyone is there inspiring each other and pushing each other. Not only that, your content is really good. You know, like you haven't missed anything. Um, you know, from your chapters through your videos through your explanations, and I think it's the whole the whole thing that makes it complete. So
0: that has been Jess Merlot, a.k.a. Jess Centrix on Instagram. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Jess. We, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to us and, uh, and I'm sure everybody listening has really um, enjoyed and taken inspiration, motivation and some of the tips that you've given out um, for calisthenics. And so we just want to say thank you. And uh, other than that, there's nothing else Class. to say apart from until next week.
2: Class dismissed
0: so thank you so much again for listening we don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts and we really do appreciate that
1: we hope you got a lot of value out of it, guys. And we would, if you did, we would love you to do a couple of things for us. One of them is tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value. And also, if you want to, pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star review. We like five stars. Four stars, not as good. Keep it. Five fresh. are the
0: best. Five of your best stars, please. <laughs>
1: And if you would like to find out more about the School of Calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got, head over to our virtual classroom. You can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com. And that is where we have got literally, possibly,
0: the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world. It's definitely the
2: best one we've done. And on that note, until next week, class dismissed.